0: Everyone else Everyone else Everyone else To me, ritual is something you can do in a group of people. You can also do ritual on your own. And I recently have been, I think probably because I need to do that, it's something that I just need to experience. I need to dig in the soil and I need to bury some intention. I guess within any fixed religion or spirituality, I have a hard time. Like, oh, yeah, that's a really nice image of um, Jesus Christ or God or Allah or Buddha or whatever. I can't accept that there's only one image or one way to go about achieving completion or wholeness or self-love, really. That's why we're just what we're searching for, in fact. We are searching for self-love. That's essentially what this is all about. Every day, every evening, as the sun starts going down, and sometimes in the summer earlier, I have a little sacred space where I have two candles, and I light them every night, and I say basically a gentle something to myself, which is putting a little intention into the world. It's a meditative moment. I've always searched far and wide, really, to find out what that spirituality is. And I don't think I've ever really put my finger on anyone. That's why I love the simplicity of light a candle, say a prayer. My dad's family was Norwegian and Polish. The Norwegian side was actually Catholic Protestant. And the Polish side was Jewish, but the Jewish never really came up. So my Judaism came from our friends who were Jews basically in you know our family friends I grew up going to Catholic church and I was really like, why are people so bored when they say their prayers? Why is it that people mumble the Lord's prayer? Can't they just like rejoice and shout and be like, yes, this is what I believe because that's how I am. I'm like, I got to shout it out. And I was like, why are they just mumbling? So my mom was like, okay, honey, you, you need to go and experience a few different things then. And she's like, we're going to go to this Baptist church. We're going to go to this Episcopalian church. And then we went to what was the one where they're strumming on the guitar and they feed you. They actually break literal bread. And then they, like, I'm always like, can you just dip it in some olive oil and then no no you're not allowed to dip it in olive oil (laughs) but they really really do and they sing kumbaya guitar and it was like outside so various different ways of worshiping my mother was like we're gonna check this out because if you're bored of this there's so many other ways I always had that thing when I was a young child that I was like, oh my god, if I change my mind if I change my mind someone's going to call me a hypocrite and so I'm not allowed to change my mind and I felt really like, fuck that I'm going to fucking change my mind I don't care, I am different, I don't think the same way if I'm super passionate about something then I'm not going to change my mind, but I will always look for a new perspective on something because I'm not, I am not fixed to any one thing. I think the biggest thing I changed my mind on was having a child. I never wanted to have a child, actually. Some of my friends were having children and it was like, oh my God, I am 34 and I, you know, if I if I get too old then I will never have to do that so maybe I need to think about this and see if I do. And In the process of discovering whether I wanted to have a child or not, I was at the time in therapy. I was working through the fact that my sister, who passed away, was brain injured throughout her life from a genetic disease. Now, there's two ways of a genetic disease. You can either have it through genes... It can be passed on genetically or it can be a defect in the gene so I at 34 was kind of going what is it why don't I want to have a child and I, I realized that some of it had to do with the fact that I was scared of having a brain injured child because as a child I had looked after my sister We slept in the same room and every night pretty much he would have a seizure and every night I would go to her side and often that led to other things sometimes I had to change the sheets sometimes I and me being me was just like oh I can just do this no big deal I'll just do it then I don't have to wake my parents up and I'll just manage it you know so that was just that's how I grew up and it was not completely normal to me and I loved my sister and I still love my sister very very much After that, I went to my brother, my beautiful brother, told me, you can do a test to find out if you have the gene. He had done some research into my sister's illness. Maybe he energetically heard my thoughts, probably, because that's kind of what we're like. By the time all this rolled around, I was about 37. So it was like, I kind of was like, okay, I need to do the test. Then it took me a year to get around to doing it and feel okay about doing it. And then it was like, okay, now I'm doing the test. Then it was test. Then it was results. Then it was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, oh, now he has to be on board with this too. So it took a while, but I had the test done and it turned out that my sister had a genetic defect, which my parents actually knew, but they didn't. they didn't see the importance of communicating it to me. And maybe that's because... I found it difficult to communicate to them that I didn't want to have a brain-injured child, because that was their experience. So then I did decide I wanted to have a child, and then when I decided that that's what I wanted to do, I was so fiercely decided that I said to my partner, who was like, I'm not ready to have a kid, I'm only 32, I was like that's fine babe I have three gay men who I love very much who are my closest friends they'll be the sperm so do you want to be the daddy not the real daddy but you can be the live-in daddy (laughs) and he was just not up for that he was like I'm not going to be the live-in daddy for someone else's kid so I'm going to have a kid with you and that was decided and that was that's it My plan is, in terms of teaching Frank spirituality is basically for him to find his own. And then go ahead and change it. <laughs> go ahead and change it the next day if you want to, honey. It's fine. Or, you know, halfway through the day. But yeah, find what makes you feel connected. Find out, you know, what it is that you vibe with, you know, just it's a personal thing. To me, religion is a personal thing. Spirituality is a personal thing. If you need to mumble the Lord's Prayer in church every Sunday, then that is absolutely fine. You go for it. If that's what brings you happiness and joy and connection to yourself, body, mind and spirit, great. But if it doesn't, then question that. What does? you know he wants me to make him a magic wand I was like sweetheart you're the only one who can make yourself a magic wand but we will gather we will gather the things to make your wand and I can help you thank god for Frank freaking love that kid